We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, the very first viewer live chat of the year, 2021 Farmers Insurance Open Final Card, the weather ownership plus all your questions. When I get into the chat, I'll start talking about your questions, but I'm going to get to my picks first. Like I mentioned right off the top, you can find my cheat sheet for DraftKings up on DKNation.com right now. Go back throughout the week, you know. Click on the show again. Let's get some extra views up there. Smash the like buttons to the episodes. That's how we keep this stuff all free for everyone. And fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20% off Fantasy National. You play more than 10 bucks a week, DraftKings betting whatever, you need to get Fantasy National. Because it costs you less than 10 bucks a week with the code mayo or slash mayo at the end, and you'll be good to go. You want to make things easy on yourself, like the showdown contest coming up? You just load up round one DraftKings, pick your players, generate your teams, upload, then you're not sitting there like, do I want this guy? Do I want this guy? Because I always fall into the trap of when I want to play showdown contest. And I actually had success with this last week because, frankly, I don't play a ton of showdown outside of really the split courses. So when you have the Amex, Pebble, and this tournament, where I think that there is a significant advantage to playing showdown because some people are idiots and they don't stack up the easy course. Not that that's like a guaranteed way to win. It just gives you a much better chance of winning. All the good people are doing that, so you still have to beat them. But they just have these absolute jabronis being like, oh, I love this player. He's playing in the hardest course and the toughest win. I'm going to take him anyway. Yeah, you probably don't want to do that. But you get in, you fall into the trap of only taking one team or two teams of basically the same guy. At least you should approach it a little bit if you're actually going to play showdown like you do with like the giant $5 and generate your 20 teams very quickly. And you can do that very easily with Fantasy National for the showdown contest. You can isolate your guys. I actually have a list of guys you can use round one at the north course uh, after we get to the weather. But uh, that's it. What else do I have? Uh, my betting cheat sheet will come out later on tonight, but I'll go over it right now. I might add a Luke List top 20 or a top 10. We'll see about that uh, as my card kind of went off the rails here. So I, I want to get a winner this week, but then I had something come over me last night. It's like, no, this is going to happen. So I have to bet on it because I'll feel stupid if I don't bet on it and it doesn't happen. Anyway, smash the like. Also, there is a $100 giveaway for all viewers right now, but it really depends on you going to the audio podcast side of things. Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review Something you like about the show and either your Twitter handle or your email address so I know how to contact you and you're going to draw for a hundred American dollars. Jeff and I will announce the winners on Monday's show. All right? Let's jump into this. My picks for the week at Tory Pines. One thing that occurred to me, then I don't know why it didn't occur to me, because we talked about it a little bit with Reed on the DraftKings show where he started throwing out like comp courses like here and here and here and here. And I really started to think about it, like who has won this tournament? 
in the past. Well, Rom has won here. Mark Leishman, Jason Day has won twice. Justin Rose, Tiger won it like 38 million times throughout the course of his career. And I started to think, where did all these other guys also win? So we have Mark Leishman. Where did he, where did he win? Uh, he won like the, the CJ Cup overseas one year, or the Zozo, or whatever the hell that one was called. Or maybe it was the one in Kuala Lumpur. Not quite sure. Oh, yeah, Bay Hill. He won at Bay Hill. Uh, he came second there last year. Um, Justin Rose, really good track record at Bay Hill over the years. Jason Day, well, he won here twice. He also won at Bay Hill during that stretch, too. Now, he has won at a lot of different places in the past. So then I started thinking, who is it going to be this week? It's fucking Rory. Rory's going to win. Nine to one. You can find that number out there. That's the number I took on him. I bet him nine to one. My first bet below 10 to one for the year. So it really affects what I can do with the rest of my money when you have to allocate so much to the very top of the board. You know, T3 last week, it seems like he's out of his malaise post-COVID where he went in and it's been over a year since he's actually won, which is kind of nuts. The other thing to keep in consideration here too, if you think that Bay Hill could be a comp course, which I really do... Think about Bryson for the U.S. Open. Not that you weren't thinking about Bryson anyway, but the year that Rory won, uh, Bryson was the one who just really put on the steam to try to go catch him that year. So that was really interesting to me, just to try to make that comp to see if it works out. So the common similarities of these places, obviously there's a lot of water at Bay Hill. There's almost none at Torrey Pines, but they're long courses. They have the full complement of par fives, and they have lightning fast green so i'm hoping that is going to be what ends up prevailing so rory mcelroy nine to one is my first play and then i just said fuck it jason day 40 to one you know, I, it's either he comes first or he doesn't win the bet so it's not like oh if jason day withdraws after two holes like oh he fucked my DraftKings team for the week it's nothing like that it's either he wins or he doesn't win that's the bet. And that's where I feel more comfortable with Jason Day. I did use him a little bit on DraftKings in certain spots, but I just think it's an outright win chance. We haven't seen him play yet this season. He's going through a new swing coach, but obviously he's very comfortable at this course. He's very comfortable at California courses, and it just takes a Jason Day hot putter, and all of a sudden he's just soaring up the leaderboard. So 40-1 to 1 I thought was a pretty good number, and it made me avoid that entire middle tier uh, of really quality players. Like Brooks I gave some consideration to. Sungjae I kind of looked at too, almost for the exact same Bay Hill corollary uh, where some of these shorter players that have played well at Bay Hill I think those are really the only ones I want to go to this week so Ryan Palmer as I mentioned on Monday show and Gary Woodland 50 and 75 each with the top five each ways probably wouldn't have ended up on either of them uh, as the week went along but hey I got excited on Monday and here we are they're on the list and then I went with Molinari at 75 to 1 is beating a crappy field and getting into the top 10 at an easy course last week indicative of what's going to happen to Francesco Molinari no it's not but again he is someone who's won at Bay Hill a shorter type hitter he did ride a rocket ship putter on Sunday to get his win there to pass Rory that year at the Arnold Palmer Invitational but Again, when you go back and look at the winners of this event, minus Scott Stallings, it's all guys like, oh yeah, of course they won against a good field. They're good players. I feel like everyone that I've taken on my list, maybe except for Ryan Palmer, but he's just played so well at this course in the past, fits that bill of they're one of these guys. Now, Molinari's skill set and what I want to target on paper doesn't really shape up all that much. But when you look at him in Houston, he came T15. And even last week, at the three rounds of data that we got for career builder, that he gained in every strokes game metric, off the tee, approach, around the green, and putting. Putting, I was kind of surprised about with Molinari. But if he continued to build upon that and really have a balanced game, it just takes him... It just takes a spike putting week or a spike irons week or just chip in five times or something like that. And all of a sudden, he's back up there. It does seem like he is getting his game back together. I think in a normal year, if it was just Molinari, let's not even call him the three win with a major Molinari. Molinari before that, going into that stretch, he would be like 45 to one. And I think that he's starting to get back to become that player, not like the highest achievement type player, but all of a sudden the dam breaks and the putts start going in, you can play pretty well. So I like Molinari at 75 to one. That's with the top five each way. Luke List, like I mentioned, I grabbed him at 200 with the top five each way. Now, because I've bet Rory and I probably ended up making too many bets, but hey, I don't do this for a living. I do this to lose money and have fun. Top tens for the week. Matt Jones, 11 to one. Seb Straka, 11 to one. I like both those guys DraftKings wise. Obviously, I'm betting them top 10. Liked them a lot last week and I'm parlaying over and with some money left over, my top 20 success from last week, we hit all three, six and a half, 10 to one, 10 to one. This week, we're going Brandon Haggy, nine to one, Will Gordon, nine to one, 
Andy Ogletree, 9 to 1. Ryan Brem, 14 to 1. Top 20. No first round leaders this week, unless I see a place that I feel comfortable with laying my money down at that has maybe split course odds. Uh, we'll see though, because I'm not, I haven't seen any as of yet uh, where I feel comfortable depositing my money or can deposit my money and actually play there. So we'll see. Uh, for the one and done, I have Tony Fino. Jeff has Hideki Matsuyama. Cust has Xander Shoffley. Now, the picks that we use for our one-and-done contest aren't necessarily the picks that you're going to use and that I'm going to use in the giant race for the Mayo Cup because, of course, I want to outsmart myself in that circumstance and have two guys who missed the cut, like last week. I went with Nah and Champ. I was like, ooh, low ownership on both of them. Oh, I see why there's low ownership. They're fucking terrible. So uh, hopefully it rebounds a little bit better for me this time around. Weather. Now, here's the interesting part because I've been tracking this for a few days. uh, And even again, when you wake up... on Thursday morning, because it's not going to start until well into the day, that you just want to check to see what the weather's up to here. So at first, it looked like it was going to be very calm on Thursday morning. And then around like 11 or 12, it just started gusting out of control. And now it doesn't seem like that's the case whatsoever, where it's going to be calm from 7 until 4, basically. And then even at 4, it gets up to 13 mile per hour winds. Nothing to be concerned about. Friday... Bit of a shit show. Starting at 7 a.m. Pacific time, when the guys are going to be hitting the course, uh, 18 mile per hour winds sustained, 20, 20 with gusts up to 23 and 30. There's going to be rain overnight and into the morning. So you have to be cautious with things like this. Because I was talking to Paul before we came. He's like, does that mean you just take the guys early out on the south course on Thursday because they're going to get a later draw on the easier north course on Friday. And theoretically, I think that's a decent idea. But because this rain is coming in, uh, you might see tee times pushed a little bit if there's too much rain. And then all of a sudden, what you tried to do backfired and it's the exact opposite wave, which ends up getting a little bit of a break and a little bit of a benefit. Uh, And then maybe your guys end up getting pushed into Saturday morning to complete their rounds. I don't know if there's going to be that much rain. I'm just seeing 0.5 inches 0.1 inches 0.1 inches 0.1 inches like 0.5 inches a lot of inches i don't know what they cancel golf at but they might even delay it by two hours there could be fog for all we know uh, out on the coast so just be very careful with that by trying to have anyone tell you that there's a definitive answer of oh here's what you do i think that t stacking is super sharp i think that t stacking or even course stacking this week is very smart because it could lead to a significant advantage not that it will lead to a significant advantage in fact it can be a huge detriment if you get it wrong but the path for it having an advantage to your lineups by having all six of your players in one spot it could turn into something that is absolutely gigantic for years drew dinkmeyer back when i was at fantasy and he was at daily roto we would talk about that in some of the higher stakes contests if there was one significant wind advantage and everyone was all over it he would just stack the other side, the other wave. And I think that he, like, I think it was the 333 at the time or the 555. He won it one week and came top 10 in the other, the two weeks that everyone was all over the wind because it just turned into simple game theory that everyone who was on the other side of that wave, it didn't affect them. And there wasn't a huge wind advantage. And then he got all these guys who were awesome at basically no ownership and just cruised to the top of the leaderboard. So there's just so many different ways that you can play this. What's the last thing I have here? Oh, ownership. Oh, the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League has 100 spots left. Uh, If you want one, I suggest you go get it now. It's in the description of this video. If you want it, ownership percentages for the week. These are all from fantasynational.com. Fantasynational.com slash Mayo will get you your 20% off your membership. So... Looking at it right now, there's two separate things. We have 7,500 lineups generated so far. That's what we're drawing it. And sometimes the ownership can get a bit wonky between what people are seeing on Fantasy National and what the public at large is actually going to do. Uh, So I actually like to look at actual lineup generated when it comes to ownership percentages because there's two different ways to quantify it. But like, hey, if people are generating lineups, who is appearing the most in these lineups? This week, Rory, Rahm, and Finau. No big fucking chalker there. The three most expensive guys are people are choosing to build their teams with one of Rory, one of Rom, one of Finau. Personally, I although he's my one and done, I'm not using any Finau this week because I really I'm splitting up my shares of Rory and Rom, and I've constructed four or five lineups that start with Rory and Rom. Uh, they don't look great at the bottom. I'm not going to lie to you, but that's a chance that I want to take. I have a lot of belief in those two guys this week. I think that even though that they are slightly more expensive, like Rory being $300 more than Finau is crazy to me. Rory's so much better than Finau. Not to say that Finau can't beat him this week, but just looking at it on paper, Rom and Rory to me are a cut.
out above. Finau and Xander are in that tier below. With And I think that they're closer to some of the guys behind him, whether it be a Hideki or a Harris English at this point. I like Harris English this week. Sungjae is another one uh, who is looking like he's coming in with pretty low ownership, who fits that Bay Hill corollary that I talked about. He's made the cut twice at the Farmers, and a lot of it, his poor performance, had to do with a very poor putting performance. At Bay Hill, I mean, it's on Bermuda, where he tends to putt a little bit better. We all know this, but he has back-to-back T3s, and one of them was in those horrible conditions last year. So whether it was played very simple, Sungjae was good. Whether it played incredibly difficult, Sungjae was good. And we've seen him persevere at these larger-length courses in the past. Like, look at him at the first time at the Masters. That's a super fucking long course. Third, Sungjae, man, he's fucking great. Uh, and he's not going to be super highly owned this week. Contrarian plays, I gave out Molinari. I think Sungjae and Molinari are two pretty good ones. Scotty Scheffler is another one. It doesn't seem like people are gravitating back towards him after he burned everyone last week. Brooks and Reed are probably the other two low-owned ones from this set. I'm seeing on Fantasy National that Xander is only being generated in around 11% of lineups. find it very hard to believe that the public is going to leave Xander at 11%. I would expect him to be far more higher-owned than you'd expect, so probably like 15 16%. The public loves Xander Shoffley. I know he's missed four or five cuts here. I don't really care about that. He's a great player. He could win this week. But in the difference between him and the guys that are $1,000 cheaper or $1,000 more, he's just stuck in a weird dead range for me. And maybe that's what it is. That's hard to pair Rom with Xander or Rory with Xander that a lot of people are just saying, you know what, I'd rather have one of those two guys than drop below so the back end of my roster isn't all that great. Chalkier guys from down the list, Matsuyama, Adam Scott, Gary Woodland, Taylor Gooch, the Gooch! What else do we got here? And that's kind of it. I wanted to see what list was coming in at because I figured he would get like super chalky as the week went along. He could press double digits, but we still have him right now at around 8% ownership. That's the highest of the 6K range, but it's not all that high. Johnny, uh huh? He's coming in at 10% right now, too. Um, in that bottom range, I said Straka and Jones were my two bets. I just really like them at this course. Uh, Straka hits the ball a whole lot further than you might think. Uh, and it's like good week, bad week with him. Everyone loved him last week. He sucked. So it's time to jump on. Jump on the Seb Straka train. Uh, and another guy who's played well at Bay Hill in the past, uh, same as Matt Jones, another guy who like churns out decent performances. I'm not looking for the winner from down here. I'm looking for someone who can put up like a top 20 kind of thing or a top 10 potentially, but make the weekend. Just make the weekend. There's 156 guys in this field. You get six to six here. You get a blow up or two at the top. Like if Woodland misses the cut or Hideki or Scott misses the cut, all of a sudden it's just like whoop. And if you have a six of six, you're going to be looking pretty good. We saw the tail of two six of sixes the past two weeks. At Sony, I think the six of six percentage was like 27%. Uh, There were people who had six of six lineups that didn't cash a cent. They just weren't very good. They didn't have enough guys near the top. Last week, the six of six percentage, and then I'll add on Charlie Hoffman, WDing to throw into that mix was like 2%. If you had a six of six last week, you you won that lineup. If If your guys... All six of them got through. You won money last week. I would expect this week to be obviously somewhere in the middle because those are two huge extremes, but closer to the 2%. So I'm going to guess the 6 to 6 percentage here because you're going to see a chalk bomb or two. 6%, 7%, which should be shaping up to be pretty good. People are wondering why I have a big brown booger hanging out of my nose right here. I cut myself shaving this morning. It's just a lot of dry blood, and then I threw makeup over it, and now it's like crystallized to my face. So I hope it's not too distracting for you. Rules of the chat. Um, If you ask the same question twice, you're banned for life. You ask questions I don't like, you're banned for life. There's also reasons you can get banned for life. Just don't be an idiot, all right? The other thing that I wanted to do right now, and I don't know if I can do it through DraftKings.com. It's just much easier to do from my phone. So uh, I put these out on Twitter last night that DraftKings, I mean, I really wish they would have told me this because I could have hyped it up because I think it's kind of cool. There's like a best ball snake draft single tournament showdown, single tournament thing that we can do right now. So I'm going to throw one out onto Twitter if you want to get in that right now. I'm going to join this one. It's $5 to play, uh, and it's just snake draft fashion. It will set you somewhere where you want to go. I just joined it, and we'll uh, go through it as this goes on. If I time out on a pick, uh, just cut me some slack on that one. Let's see, contest details, $5 to play. We'll share the link out. I'm putting this on Twitter right now. So, you know, be active on Twitter. I'm giving you the countdown right now. Snake Draft is what it's called. And it just starts as soon as the other 11 people join. And I will keep that open. All right, hope to see you in there. Try to figure out what's going on with that. 
All right, thank you. Uh, one of 12 so far. Yeah, that's just tweeted out on Twitter. I know there's a bit of a delay uh, between me and you. That's why I was trying to stall for time to make sure that you guys were hip to the fact that this is what's going on. Hopefully we can try to track this through the whole way and see how it goes. I got the seventh pick in both the ones I did last night. Not a great pick. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know with me, as I've talked about before, the winter, the cold, the darkness, it just gets me down. I need to find ways to get around that and maybe talking it through is something that I need to go do and BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours and this is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and you'll get a timely, thought full response. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more than affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. This one about Anthony Penn. After counseling with Anthony Penn for two weeks on issues concerning depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, family concerns, trauma, and abuse, grief, self-esteem, he does a great job listening and giving me counsel. That's one of the reviews from Anthony Penn at BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Mayo. That's BetterHelp. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. There's a special offer for Pat Mayo experienced listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Mayo. First question. Hey, Pat, GPP, what sounds better, Reedon Brooks or Rory and Cam Smith? I like Rory to Cam Smith. More likely to WD, Day or Brooks? Eh, it's always Day. Day is always the one. Who is most likely to miss the cut above $9,100? Who's everyone who's above $9,100 right now? I'd probably say Big Dick Vic. Not that I dislike Big Dick Vic here, but he hasn't played it. His short game is just so bad that he really needs to run pure around the greens all week. And maybe that's more of an impact for him on the weekend. Ooh, I have the third pick. All right, Phil Seven. You're up first in this draft, so I'm, fuck, I'm not going to get Rory or Ron. God damn it. Um, with Vic, it just I, I don't have that much trust in the short game. I like him at, uh, at places where that's just not that big of a deal. It could be a problem at Pebble, too. Or he could just ball strike the shit out of the ball and never have to chip, and it's not going to be that big of a deal. That would be the one. Day one showdown pick. So I separated this into North course. Um, and I have Will Gore. And you got one guy starting on one, if you can, because they get a better runway to a potential birdie streak. So here's the list of names that I kind of made that are starting on the first hole on the North course, primarily in the morning. Will Gordon, Wyndham Clark, Grayson Murray, Andy Ogletree, Vic, Lonto Griffin, Scheffler, Will Z, Straka, Cam Davis, Jason Kokrak, and Dylan Fratelli. Now, there's not a lot of expensive guys in that, so if you do want to add in the expensive guys throughout the course of the morning on the North Course, but they're starting on T number 10, Scott M. Champ, Reed, Bubba Zander, uh, sorry, it was Cam Smith in the first one. Cam Davis is a part of this one. List and Burns are out there. So you probably don't need a player pool that big, but I think those are some decent options for showdown on Thursday going with it. How popular will Tony Finau be in the one and done? I actually have no idea. Oh, I'm on the clock here. I'm going to take, very sneakily, I'm going to pass on Tony Finau. And I'm going to take Harris English as the captain of my team. I like Harris English a lot this week. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are going to him. How popular is Tony Finau going to be? I honestly, I couldn't tell you. Rom and Rory being here sucks up a lot uh, of people's interest. People like Xander a lot as well. So um, I don't think that he's going to be like 20%. Uh, I mean, if he's going to be one of the more popular options, but I don't think it's going to be high enough that it's all that bad. Outright winner rank, Bubba, Zalatoris, Burns, and Usti. Bubba, Zalatoris, Usti, and Burns would be my order. Woodland or Connors? Woodland. With the poor weather due on Friday... I already went over the weather. You can tune back into that. Who do you think are going to be the top three owned in one and done? Let's just go with the top three. Rom, Rory, Fina. One, two, three. Uh, AM, PM. I already went over that. 
Uh, do you think you can do a trophy for the first place winner of your listeners league? Fuck no. There's one every fucking week. It's going to... You're trying to put me in the fucking poorhouse? Fuck you. I might ban you for life. You're the worst. There's a, there's a prize for the Mayo Cup. That's a, that's a season-long type thing. I still have to get it made, but there's going to be a literal Mayo Cup. I'm going to put it on the set and maybe do like a Zoom giveover and send it off to people. Uh, Finau, Matsuyama for one and done. I mean, I went with Finau. Uh, Jeff went with Matsuyama as our kind of first look. So uh, Finau for me. What are your thoughts on Bubba? I'm using Bubba on DraftKings. I didn't end up betting him. Ortiz, Im and Ortiz or Hideki and Woodland? I think your team on DraftKings is looking a lot better with Im and Ortiz. Lower percentage of it coming through, but not by a ton. And you just have way less ownership in that line between two very chalky guys and two very contrarian guys. And Im might be the best player of all of them. So take Im. If you had to choose someone $6,200 and lower, who would you choose? I'm playing Ryan Brem. He's $6,100. So let's go with him. Thoughts on the weather wedge? We already did that. Uh, also, Matt Jones. Okay, I don't care what you're doing. These are for questions. If you ask questions that aren't questions, you're telling me what you're doing, you're going to be banned for life. We're being easy because this is the first one around. But people should know the rules of the chat by now. Quit fucking wasting my time. Starbucks, how rich? The Starbucks right across the street from our office is closing. It's the best way to get your coffee. What coffee place is closest? Oh, I got a Blonde Rose. I thought I got an Americano. Blonde Rose, all right. Let's get this into me. Sorry if I'm a bit snappy. I haven't had a coffee yet today. and you know, It really goes to me. Thoughts on Ricky this week. I'm scared. This is the only chance of value we get on. What is the fucking value on Ricky? Honestly. What would he have to be priced where he's not a good value at this point? Like, if he was priced at 40 to 1 this week, would he be a good value? No, he wouldn't because he's Ricky Fowler. He doesn't win that often. Phoenix, he's going to be overpriced just because it's Phoenix. He's won there. He's played so well. But until you see something out of Ricky that's like legitimate, I'm just going to keep passing. It's, it's been working out so far. Just keep fading Ricky. I've been fading Ricky for like a year. And I'm on the clock in the draft. Who am I going to put with? Who do I got down here? I like Will Zalatoris. I will match up Harris English with Will Zalatoris with my second pick. Thoughts on Cam Smith for a top 20? I mean, I don't like those odds. I, I can definitely see him coming inside the top 20, but if I'm playing the top 20 market, I like to play the long shots who can come inside the top 20, not guys that are going to be like, I don't even know what he is. Paul, was he like plus 150 or something like that? Maybe less? I suppose I, suppose I can look this up. Top Sorry, what name did you say? Cam Smith. Cam Smith in the betting market? Cam Smith in the top 20 market. Oh, I can look, I can effort that. I'll, you uh, effort that for I'll me. I'm going to draft King Sportsbook. I'm going to guess it's like plus 150. But no, I, I don't like those types of uh, top 20s. So pass. Love the show and saw you gave my podcast a like. That was last night. Deeply appreciate the support. All right. There we go. My question is thoughts on Norlander. Not here. What is Reed's ownership looking like? Around 10%. This nasty. This person is asking other people questions. I'm putting you on timeout, but you're going to be banned for life next. You're not here to talk about your stuff. You're here to talk about my stuff and ask your questions. Okay? If not, you can get the fuck out of the chat for life. Uh, how bad is Brant Snedeker? Oh, it's my pick again. Oh, someone took Molinari on me. God damn it. Uh, now, now i got to scramble with only 20 seconds left in my pick. I probably shouldn't have done this while I was doing a live show. Let's go with... I'll take... You know, I'll go contrarian here. No one wants to go back to poor Cameron Champ after last week. But I'll take you, Cameron Champ, to my team. Forget Cameron Champ was in third place going into the final round here last year. Did not play well on Sunday, but he's a good player. Uh, How bad is Brant Snedeker? Eh, I mean, he's not been playing well, but there's something about this course that really gets to him. I'm not using him, but I can get it. Are you and Jeff going to discuss the Tiger documentary? I feel like we discussed it as much as we were going to discuss it this week on the show. I have no real thoughts on it. It was okay. It's it's all information I knew. It's been out there for ages. Um... I don't know. No, probably is the answer to that. Uh, what's been Xander's issue on this course? Uh, this is like his local course, which is the funniest thing. When you have, we've seen this with certain guys, and maybe it's just something he's so used to it, he's not used to seeing it in tournament conditions. Ryan Palmer, Colonial, every like f- five years pops up and does really well there. He's a member. But most of the time, you're used to playing the course in a certain way over and over and over and over. And then when you show up and the course is, completely different like oh i always lay up over there because it gives me an easy shot well now there's eight feet of rough over there and now i can't hit it out just kind of plays with you a little bit also the same thing with ricky 
as well at this course where this is the Farmers Insurance Open. We know that he's a farmer's guy. He has had a lot of media obligations, meeting you know the, the big wigs that come in. This is their sponsor. So Ricky doesn't get necessarily the same time to practice. He's distracted with shooting a commercial or doing events and hosting different things that that can take away from you. And with Xander uh, getting people tickets for the tournament, not being familiar with the setup versus what you're normally seeing, there's just a lot of different pressures that go on. And maybe that's the case. Maybe she just had four bad tournaments here. Who knows? Uh, but there seems to be something to it that you know he's made one of five cuts at a course that on paper sets up perfectly for him so i don't know paul yes you found the odds yeah he's uh 20 to 1 to the top 20 cameron smith there is no way he's 20 to 1 to sorry sorry two, two plus 250 i don't know why i said 20 plus to 250 one. okay that's not plus as 250 bad. for that top 10 is plus 550 okay i still don't like the plus 250 i'd rather i'd rather play ryan bram at 14 to 1 i there wish he was 20 to 1 yeah if he was 20 to 1 i would be playing it how about that uh let's see save rom for one and done or use him this week i mean i'm not playing your fucking one and done team for you man you want to use rom use rom if you don't want to use rom don't use rom it's pretty easy love the show dk sportsbook coming to canada soon i think with the new legislation up here that it should be coming soon but i have no inside knowledge of anything like that i know you said you don't like vic but he is worth a shot on yes he is worth a shot in showdown on thursday i went through the guys that i, I listed off the guys Remember why I don't like doing these live chats. They make me angry. And Pat, how dare you schedule your show at the same time Fight Club is on AMC? I mean, you should just be not watching this and going buy an AMC stock right now. If you missed out on GameStop last night, you know, get it on AMC. I'm just holding out hope. I mean, that Blockbuster will come out of bankruptcy. I can buy all the Blockbuster stock, and then that's going to go take off, because that seems to be the trend that we're on right now. Uh, thoughts on champ this week. I just had my champ thoughts. I think he's a nice contrarian play. Thoughts on Boo Burns after last week. I la- Burns is fine. You can use Burns. He's obviously not going to be as popular as last week. However, if you aren't off of Burns by any means, he's still going to push double-digit percentages here. Any chance we get 10% Finau again? Absolutely not. Zealot Will Halitosis or Larry Watson? You know, I don't like these questions. It's my, it's my pick in the draft, too. I'm going to ban you for life, pal. Um, but I have to make my pick first. Oh, God. Is list still available? Oh, God, I got 15 seconds here. List. Oh, Luke List is available. I will take you, Luke List. Welcome to the team. Um, I would go Zalatoris over Watson, by the way. Loving you over in England. When's the next Cuss Corner landing? Um, probably not next week, because I still have the best of part two to drop. It's like three hours long. I'll probably drop that in two weeks' time. Uh, when I start scaling back on the content, because um, yeah, Super Bowl next week, we're going to have a full slate of content on that. Uh, Connors, minus 110 over Trainer and Merritt, first round three ball. On paper, that sounds pretty good. Merritt, someone who's actually played really well at Bay Hill over the years. So not as easy as you'd think. Connors, a lot like Vic. Really bad short game. So that's tough. Why listen to Pat? He's never won anything. That's untrue. I'm here for the fades. You're also here to be banned for life. What an asshole, Brian. Jesus Christ. Imagine being so sad in your life that you come on to troll poor Pat May. I was trying to help people out. I can't say that because that will get me fired. I can't say that because that will get me fired. So yeah, just banning you for life is probably the best way to go. Be happier in your life. Use some better help. Go to betterhelp.com slash mayo. Get yourself a discount on therapy. That can really work out for you, I think. It sounds like you need it. I'm a draft Matt Jones in this draft. There we go. I got one more pick left. Yeah, betterhelp.com. Talk to someone. Talking to me through a message board and being very bitter about it is not the way to go with the rest of your life. I highly suggest you check out some mental health issues that you probably have with BetterHelp.com. They have full people waiting with you, and you don't have to wait in a therapist's office. I mean, if people listen to the audio podcast of the show, they know that BetterHelp is one of the sponsors of the show for the audio side. So I'll give you a video shout-out too, BetterHelp.com slash Mayo. There you go. Love Mark or Vegas? Let's go with Vegas. Victor or Scheffler? In the one and done, uh, I'd probably go with Scheffler. What's up with the JB hate this week? Guy kills California tracks. Yes, that is true. I mean, just hating JB Holmes in general is pretty much. And are people hating JB Holmes or are people just not super excited for JB Holmes? Ever since basically the COVID return, he got hurt and then he like disappeared for a while and he's been god awful. Now, that doesn't mean he will be god awful this week, but I have seen nothing out of him to suggest that it's going to come. So if you use him, you're going to give him like 0.5% ownership. 
Rich. Love the conversations on the PGA DK shows lately. More about lineup construction and less about picks. Yeah, here's the problem, Steve. We've, we've done the fucking lineup construction shit over the years. You can go back and look at that. We're here for the picks. People are here for the picks. That's what they want. I'm thinking about banning you for life. Paul, you can go and ban these people ahead of time so it doesn't get me mad on camera. Scheffler or Wolf? Wolf. Best place to find DK ownership projections? I suggest fantasynational.com slash mayo for that 20% off. Are you playing Roy Sabatini? No. Uh, who is the most mispriced guy in the entire field? Hmm. I don't know. Who would you say, Paul? When you do the odds versus the... When you do the boards, put the odds next to the prices. Who did you see kind of jump out? I mean, I feel like every single week they have Johnny question marks. I, they just know that you love him, I think. Yeah, that's I, that's more of a DK They know that you're going to bet him, you're going to tout him. Like, I he opened up at week, 70 though. and moved to 90. But, like, yeah, he's down in, what, 7K range right now, and he's 90. Everyone around him is 110 or 160 to 200 and up. Yeah, not, that that's was, not to say that he's going to win or necessarily even make the cut, but it's kind of interesting. I would say for his upside, it's probably Molinari. Molinari or Woodland are very underpriced. They should be about $600 to $700 more. But I don't see any like egregious misprices this week. Do you like Will Z? Yes, I do. Uh, U.S. or non-U.S. winner this week? History would say, unless it's Tiger Woods or, I guess, Scott Stallings, that we're seeing a non-U.S. winner this week. English or Sungjae? English. Just checking to see if I'm banned for life. Oh, you're clearly not, but now that you've asked that question, I might have to ban you for life. Jesus Christ, man. Like, figure it out. Skipping work for the week and putting my TTC fares on Higgs. Should I just go to work? Yes. Do they even charge for the TTC anymore? Shout out Toronto, by the way. Mikey Mike. Yeah, they charge. They charge. I don't know if they check. Okay. I mean, I haven't taken it in a long time. Oh, I'm on the clock next year. How many miscuts do you think you can endure over the course of a one-and-done season? I mean, you could have, out of 31 events, you could have someone miss the cut at 25 of them if you got the winner in the other ones. Miscuts don't really mean anything in the one-and-done. Uh, I'm going to take Ogletree with my last pick. There we go. All right, thank you, everyone, to participating in our snake draft i don't know can i see the results of this i bet you someone has a really good team it screenshot me your yeah screenshot me your teams uh to my twitter account so i can see them afterwards see who i'm who i'm playing against here uh, yeah miscuts don't mean anything there's no real difference in a one and done between a miscut and like a t17 uh you need to get the big money that is the only way that you move up so if your guy doesn't finish inside basically the top three Consider it a miscut because uh, you're going to need the top three performances with a bunch of winners along the way. So I wouldn't really worry too much about that. Bo Hostler finished ninth last year in 57th in 2009. Would you roster him on the chance of making the cut? Ooh, my fucking Jeff? Absolutely not. No, pass. Better one-and-done strategy for the week. Take someone like Fina with good course history but almost no winning upside or shoot for someone with a higher winning chance. I don't actually think that Fina's win equity is lower than anyone else that he's really around. Um, he's overpriced in the betting market by probably about 10 points. But if we look at it like... Who has a better chance to win, Finau or Harris English? Now, we can laugh because Harris English just won, but it's not significantly different. Like, his win equity isn't below any of the guys. Like, Xander's is probably a bit higher. Reed's is probably a bit higher. But he falls into that next pack down. So you want to take the guys with the chance to come inside the top three. If, they're inside the, if they come inside the top three, they probably had a chance to win. That would be Finau. Laird or Knox? Let's go Laird. Are you playing Han? And, huh? Because of fairway finders are either going to be highly owned, huh? Will be. Uh, I'm went more with the bomber gouge type thing. Huh has played really well here historically. He's also played really well at Bay Hill too. So I don't mind the John Huh play whatsoever. Very interested to know your views on Zalatoris and do you think what his potential ceiling is? Difficult question, but I know you see him up with Wolf, Hovland, and Colin. I don't see him up that highly that quickly, but he could be Scotty Scheffler very soon. Uh, I think that's a pretty good comp for him. And then Scotty Scheffler could be up near those guys if he can put some consistency together. But that tier is kind of crazy uh, and how good they've been so quickly. I would also throw Sung J.M. on that tier too. People just forget because he didn't play American college that he's the same age as all of these guys. Uh, and he has you know, a win on the PGA Tour, a second at the Masters. So I'd say he's probably up there as well. With Zalatoris, I think he's probably on the next tier down, but could get there. He has the skill set that I like to see. 
Why are you fading Tringali? I just don't like Cameron Tringali. Why do people love Cameron Tringali so much, Paul? I get this question every week. He shows up in the stats. I mean, I fell victim to Cameron Tringali last week because I was on Fantasy National. Oh, was he spitting out the goods? I mean, I feel like he's always spitting out the goods. He lost. At least right now. Whatever. His stats have been pretty, pretty hot, at least leading into last week. I haven't looked at it yet. I usually do it on Wednesday nights. In fairness, he did lose almost five strokes putting in one round at the American. No, in three rounds at the American Express. He did make the cut. Gained three strokes on approach. The approach has been really good. Not great around the greens, although he has been better around the greens. He's starting to gain off the tee a little bit. I get it. Not for me. I'd rather take flashier names who hit the ball longer. That's what I'm all about this week. Loving the show. Craving a new cuss corner. I went over that. Where are we at here? Just joined. JB Holmes has a solid track record. Well, you can hit rewind, fucking pal. Are you getting banned for life? Last man in your lineup, Patrick Rogers or Ventura? Uh, Let's go Patrick Rogers this week. Why playing the North Course more desirable? Because it's fucking easier. How about that? Love the show. Turn me on to football. Turn me football to golf. All right. There we go. Uh, just got here. Anything on Kepka? Not a ton. I, I am just kind of ambivalent about him this week. Um, no one's really using him. If you're digging Brooks, I'd say go for it. Don't ban me, Paul. I sent that question five minutes before Pat talked about it. Uh, that's Big Vince. Yeah, we're not going to ban you, Big Vince. Never Big Vince. We'd never. We, we just joke about banning you. Yeah. Any difference for you between teeing off in 1 and 10 for showdowns? Or are you just targeting the North Course regardless? I am doing North Course regardless. The problem is all the good players are teeing off on the 10th tee, and the good ones aren't on the 1. So for like my lower-end guys, I'd probably take off the first tee. And it's a very minute advantage. It just holds 8, 9, and 10 have a potential birdie streak possibility, uh, at least a likely one, not necessarily a likely one, but you can birdie all three of those holes, where 17, 18, 1, 18, 1, and 2, it just doesn't seem like it's in the cards whatsoever. Thoughts on playing Hoffman? I mean, Hoffman's fine. Like, he's a very middling player anyway. I liked how he'd been playing, obviously. But the fact that he had to withdraw from a tournament with a back injury last week, like, it'd be one thing if it was Rom who withdrew. It'd be like, oh, you have to play John Rom because he's so fucking good. So let's take a chance that he's healthy with Charlie Hoffman. Like you can find 100 Charlie Hoffmans in his range. So I don't think it's worth doing that. Thoughts on Wyndham Clark? Spelled incorrectly? I like Wyndham Clark this week. I am playing Wyndham Clark, and I believe I bet him to come inside the top 20. I didn't. No, his odds were too low. He got bet down. Him and a list got bet down. I do like Wyndham Clark. Loving the Mayo Cup. Thanks, Craig. 16th place right now. I mean, no place to go but down at this point. Are you based out of Canada? Listen to me talk. Yes, of course. That's that's the thing on this show, I feel. Pat, I was building my lineups just now and absolutely diarrhea my pants so bad. I think that is not a question. I think uh, this guy's going to get banned for life. I don't need to hear about your fucking diarrhea, pal. It's not funny. It's gross. Haven't heard your thoughts on Reed this week. What do you think? A lot like Brooks. I'm just sort of ambivalent. Um, If you have a lean on Reed... I say go for it. He's Patrick Reed. He can win here. No problem. Uh, it's a bit more of a tricky course, but he's played some of these long courses really well in the past. Like, he's won at Bethpage. So is Brooks. I mean, if you use Reed and you're going down that road anyway, it's a, I don't know if it's necessarily a smart idea, but I think it's an interesting idea to go like Reed and Brooks and make those two guys the solid part of that team. Then you can go chalky wherever else you want. And we both know that the upside is for those two guys. We just don't know where they're at right now. Uh, English or Sungjae? I like English. There are so many question marks above 8K. Hard to get away from a balanced build. Okay. That's a statement, not a question. Is Wu, Han, and Huh your dream three ball? Oh, no, not Han. I'd throw List into there for sure. Hi, Pat. Question for DK. Pick two. Streelman, Straka, Laird. I will go with Straka and Laird. Can we get a John, huh? I already did that. How many lineups do you put in the big 250? I don't even think I'm going to play that tournament this week, to tell you the truth. Just uh, it's it's like the millionaire maker in I might throw one lineup in just for kicks. It's like the millionaire maker in football. Just I I don't play it. I don't really see a need to play it. I if I'm gonna play because I like to play a whole bunch of lineups. So I'm trying to think. I'm also not a professional DraftKings player. I'm gonna play uh, the single entry 200. That's the lineup review that I do on the Sunday show. Uh, I'll probably play two 100 uh, smaller contests. Uh, I'll probably just throw in a whole bunch of lineups in the $5, maybe up to like 25 this week. That's a fun one. Uh, And probably not play the 20, uh, unless you get absolutely perfect. And they keep upping it up in the price with it. Like, 
if I'm going to play one of those tournaments, I feel like I don't want to put a single bullet into it. I want to put in 20, 25 lineups like I would do in a three or a five or a 10 or an eight. I actually really like the eight when they had that. But with 20 bucks, I mean, that's starting to get pretty pricey for a tournament you're not going to win. So I'm just getting rid of it this week. What's Gary Woodland's ownership around? I've seen between 14 and 17%. I've seen lots of people high on Kepka. Thoughts? Stop snorting them, for one thing. Can't get all that Kepka into your bloodstream that quickly. And I have not seen that. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, more annoying to you, Cuss DC references or Jeff's phone addictions while on camera? Oh, Cuss DC references are hilarious. That's a big part of the show. Um, you know when you're out to dinner with someone and they're just on their phone the entire time? That's what it's like talking to Jeff sometimes in studio because he's very clearly not listening to me, not paying attention. Um, so I feel like i got to call him out for it. It's the only way. We actually, Paul, when was the year that we took his phone away from him on the show? We might have to reinstitute that rule. Was that two years ago? Yeah, it was a couple years ago for sure. That actually was a rule for a while. What, how did we get away from that? I think he, we just forgot. Like we he forgot got, about it, or he like shaped up a little bit for a short period of time. Yeah, we got to parent him a little bit here. Yeah, because not only is it distracting <laughs> to me that he's on his phone, it's that when he looks at his phone, he gets wildly off track. But then he doesn't speak into the microphone either. And that was the biggest problem that we had, was Jeff not speaking into the microphone because he had his like face in his phone over here somewhere. So, yeah, the, the behind-the-scenes production stuff that we do. Thoughts on Siwoo? Ah, I don't have a ton on Siwoo here. Uh, congratulations to Siwoo. I love you, Siwoo. Going forward, would you use Brooks in the one-and-done? I don't know. When he's playing well. When I, when I feel the time is right. I don't plan this stuff out. Getting lines for first round later. Can you give me three guys you like at the North Course? Um, the guys I listed off for showdown, Wyndham Clark, Ogletree, Straka. I'd have to see what the odds are. I don't know what the odds are on these guys, but just, I'm guessing these guys are long shots. Straka, Ogletree, Grayson, Will Gordon, Wyndham Clark. I like Will Gordon and Wyndham Clark the best out of those guys. And then Straka. So those three, uh, would be the ones evr found multiple water hazards last week and that was his untimely end less water in play this week do you think he has high upside uh i don't know about high upside but i can get behind evr uh that was the big thing on him so if there's water he's gonna find it like old school ryan palmer pick any five golfers this week price is not an issue did you have like a thousand questions that are kind of irrelevant to what i cover on this show just fucking look at the odds rory rom finau xander Sung J.M., Patrick Reed, Brooks Kepka. You can make your last pick on that one. Like, that's how you do that. Can you talk about why you're playing guys in the North course? I already did that. On Thursday versus the South? I already did that. Love the shirt. Where can I get it? I don't know. I bought the shirt like 10 years ago. I think it's an H&M shirt. No, it's a Kenneth Cool reaction collection. So, yeah. Um, it's old. Uh, sorry, I missed it. What are your thoughts on Kramer Hickok? Don't like him. Pass. Do you think the North Corps changes in 2016 make it easier to play than before? I mean, scoring has shown that it's still been easier to play. Uh, it's just, it's basically the par fives. The par fives are way easier to both Eagle and Birdie on the North Course. So you have four of them. Three of them are way easier than anything on the South Course. That's the way to go. For one and done strategy, the internal question to burn a top player or save them for later may have the answer. If then, which course, which tourney? Man, I'm not here to play your fucking one and done. I'm playing in the league with you. All right, we're going to call it quits. I don't like these questions anymore. We're getting to the end, Paul. Any Keith Mitchell love? No. Is Corey Connors the best per point dollar play? Not at this course. Uh, let's see. Jeff speaks too close to the microphone sometimes and startles my one-year-old. I can see that. It's hard to really level him out because he's either not talking into the microphone or yelling into the microphone. Rory seems like he has a lot to prove. Yeah, I mean, you have the four-time major winner. There's a lot to prove. Give your head a shake. This podcast makes mundane tasks like shoveling, dishes, cooking, a hell of a lot better. Well, thank you, Brandon. Quick question. Which shot, what shot, Gain stat category is the most luck-based. It's putting, 
just because anyone can kind of lead putting and around the green kind of works that way too because if you chip it in you get such giant credit it's like if and just chipping it in is far more likely than you know dunking one from 160 out because if you do that or make a hole in one your strokes gained approach goes through the roof so there's always weird outliers it just putting tends to waver round around hole to hole kind of thing that if someone gains eight point seven strokes putting in one event that doesn't mean they're going to go out and gain strokes for the next five events and it's the same in every category the most predictable would be off the tee the guys that play well off the tee tend to always play well off the tee uh and irons slightly below that although you can see one guy gain eight one week gain two the next week two is still pretty good eight is sort of an outlier but you see the guys like the tringali example he just gains every week with his irons that's why the projections the simulator the modeling all loves him because Strokes gained approach is the most important, consistent thing that you can do on the PGA Tour. When Tiger was at his best, it's not because he drove the ball past everyone or chipped everything in or putted the lights out. He did do all those things, but his strokes gained approach numbers were way beyond anyone else in the world at that point. That is what made him so good. Thoughts on EVR? Pass. Oh, Tim Peterson, a winner of the $100 giveaway from Ruby. Thank you all for subscribing. Smash the like while you're out there, too, if anyone is watching at the moment. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. That goes a long way. Uh, Good luck. Where are we at here? Um, This guy is making jokes. He is banned for life. Seems like everyone from 74 to 7,000 is going to be 10. That's a weird way to do that. 74 to 7,000. It's going to be sub 10%. Who is your favorite? Strocker than Matt Jones. Do you uh, I agree with the idea that bad putters have a better chance here because Poa is unpredictable anyway? Poa, I would say that's probably more the case at Pebble Beach than here. These greens run so fast. Uh, and the north course is bent grass, for one thing. But just look at the guys who have won here. Not a whole lot of bad putters. Uh, I mean, Rose is a good putter. Day, a supreme putter. Tiger, an excellent putter. Stallings would really be the only one. Snedeker is an excellent putter. So I would disagree with that here. I think that slower greens tend to neutralize bad putters from good putters. And maybe if they get too, too fast, there are some guys that just putt really well on faster greens by and large. Uh, you know, They can putt it through the break much easier. Uh, different people have different preferences. So if you use the Fantasy National, like slow to fast, maybe someone can pop out to you there. But Poe in general, where it is so bumpy, can lead to some unpredictability. So I do understand that point of view on it. But I think that Pebble is the one that you look for where you can just see kind of the outlier putting performances where things get mitigated a little bit. Werner popping my models is it a trap i don't know it same thing happened to me he just hasn't played yet this year so i have no conception of where his game is at they're drawing those numbers from probably like from the 3m from last year so that's really tough to decipher i mean you have to understand what you're looking for with stats as well so uh, i'm off thoughts on evr it's a big pass Uh, pat why do you do a live show if you get mad at every question i mean you really don't understand the, the viewing audience of this show. Maybe I'll ban you for life. Banned for life! See you later. Paul, can you explain it to this poor guy? I mean, people like the bands. There's a really important question coming up from Jack Baker um, that I've already uh, rifled over to Cuss in our little group chat. Is Cuss single? My wife's friend legit has a crush on him. Go get it, TC. I don't know if he is single right now. I don't see him day-to-day anymore. I will ask him and find out. Send pics. He sounds like he's blushing in our group chat, Jack, so let let her know. Cust is a catch. Um, Yes, the the entire point of this show is ask good questions, get yourself answered, ask questions I think are stupid, I yell at you, people enjoy that more. Mouth-watering at Ogletree, top 10, 24 to 1. Top 10's a big ask. Top 20, I'm going to go with my 9 to 1. Thoughts on Chucky three sticks for an outright. Good God. No. Uh, Sorry if I've been here. How low owned is Jason Day? Not that low owned. He's going to be in the teens and like the mid-teens. People like Jason Day this week. Is wind still a factor for Friday in your opinion? Yes. I went over the weather. Only girl in my one and done and love listening to you. Shout out, Andy. Thanks for tuning in. In garbage weathers, which golfers have the intestinal fortitude to grind out in a non-major? That is a stupid question. That is an unknowable question. <laughs> What's the over number of times Kakuya Ruff is set on the broadcast this weekend? It's less here than it is at Riviera. That always ends up playing a factor, but it's going to be like over under 35 times. 35 and a half. How sure are you about fading Hovland? I don't know if you're like new 
or something like this, or you got like problems. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm up here giving my picks. My pick is I'm fading Hovland. Stuff doesn't always work out for me. Put it that way. <laughs> Why does Cus beg so much for unwarranted credit? Cus seemed to be very repulsive. R- repulsive to giving partial credit. Biggest Cus tradition. Hmm. You think Carlos Ortiz can keep it going? Yes, I like him. I like him this week. What is Cus doctoral credit degree? And now you can ask him that. Why is it, why is your long shot to make it into the top 20? You might want to rethink that question. Ask it again in a proper way. Uh, go chalk for one and done. Rom, other ideas? I mean, I would go Rory over Rom here because Rom will be the overwhelming chalk. Just even pivoting off of him into Rory probably makes a bit of sense. A lot of guys. Pat, I joined Fantasy National. Shout out. Hope you use code Mayo. Here late. Did you do another snake draft chat? I did. I did that right off the top. Uh, hole in one this week? I have no idea. Are you drinking a DC? I do not drink soda. Um, very Actually, that's not true. Very rarely do I drink soda. Uh, no, I'm drinking black coffee. Get it in me. Do you like Hoffman or worried about injury? Worried about the injury. Gim Reaper or James? Han! Uh, let's go with Gim. Does Louis Game fit this course? Sure. Fade Finau? Uh, I'm fading him on DraftKings. Um, just because I like the other guys around him better. Nothing against him, really. For a year, can you explain the three columns? For a year, can you explain the three columns under ownership tab? Um, favorite percentage is the amount of members who have put a star next to that player's name. So for an example, this week, John Rahm uh, has been starred 59 by 59.2% of people filling out lineups uh, and members of Fantasy National. The calculated ownership is an algorithm that is based off uh, just the amount of favorites combined with the amount of generations that have happened and just what we've seen in the past. It learns as it goes along. And then the actual Fantasy National Golf Club lineup generated percentage is once people hit generated lineups, that is the actual number of times that these players have been spit out in the lineup. So, Rom, 21.4%. Rory, 22.3%. Finau, 21.3%. So when people are generating lineups, that doesn't mean they're using those lineups, but when they generate them, that is what the generator is spitting out for them. And as of right now, uh, we've seen almost 20,000 total favorited players. And we have... 7,500 generated lineups so far. So if you check back tonight, that number is going to be higher. You check back tomorrow morning, that number is going to be higher. The more that you can get into the system, the more information it has, uh, then the better accuracy you'll see from that. So that's a bit about how the ownership stuff works at Fantasy National. Um, In your $100 entry tournaments, how many over-under overall will usually cash? I think it's the top... 20% 20% end up cashing. I play the smaller end tournaments though. So I'll, the max that I'll play is the 150 or the 555 $100. I think it's just $10,000 up top. That might, that one might be 20,000, but I like to stick to the two twenty twos. I like those ones a lot. Who is your long shot to make it inside the top 20? Uh, besides the four that I gave off. Um, none. Those four. You rewind. Uh, do you have more success using your model or more of your gut or a combo of the two? More of a combo of the two tell you the truth uh but like last week seifert was just a fantasy national play just look it up like oh seifert is just really being propped up by the simulator here i have no reason to understand why that's the case but for whatever reason the simulator loved chase seifert so i put in my i bet him to win a 300 to one but i played a heavy top 20 on him used him on DraftKings. he was great came inside the top 20 that's all you're really looking for this week i think matt jones is that player um if we look at the simulator and just look at wins overall. Like, it's all the guys that you would normally expect to be up there. Uh, Gooch is an outlier this week in terms of the simulator, and so is Matt Jones. Uh, those are the two guys below $8,000 on DraftKings that the just, and all the simulator does is take the length of the holes, the historic play of players on those holes, and runs the tournament a thousand times and spits out what the distribution is going to be. Now, if you ran it another thousand times, it might give you a different result on those thousand. But right now, it's telling me Matt Jones, per the win simulator, per a thousand events, wins this 16 times, which would make his actual odds 63 to one instead of the 140 that he's being offered in the betting market right now. Um, so those guys, Sam Burns actually uh, rates up pretty well too. But Gooch and Matt Jones would be the two that just stick out in terms of overall stats. I'm willing to blindly believe that stuff because that's such a weird outlier. And I looked into Matt Jones and with Gooch, it's 
the Gucci man, fantastic with his irons. So he can kind of get it going at any one time. Played well at this course before, too. Uh, Matt Jones just, he kind of hits it a mile, decent short game. Uh, and Aussies, as we've seen over the year, played really well at this course. So and you get up into the wind, Matt Jones. And he's on a nice little run night right now. Matt Jones. Uh, let's see him right now. The driving has not been good. Uh, he's been losing strokes off the tee. But as I kind of dig in a little bit here, let's go to the distance and accuracy tab. Yeah, driving distance, not a problem. He's gained against the field in every event since last year's Wyndham. Uh, and at shorter courses, that tends to be a little bit awkward. But yeah, gain two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So he's gained distance on the field in 11 consecutive events. And he's not like a bomber bomber by any means, but he's well above field average. Uh, the putting could be, you know, could go back the other way, but he's been putting really well recently. The irons have been really good. It's weird that his short game has been bad. Uh, he's lost strokes at the American Express, Sony, and RSM around the greens. But if you look back at his past 20 tournaments, his past like career, he's a positive player around the greens. Now he's a negative player uh, on his approach throughout the course of his career. So he's kind of swapped that a little bit. I'll take the irons over the short game any day of the week, but if he can just kind of push around the greens and still be good with his irons and do everything else well, I can see why uh, this likes him a little bit. But he's made one, two, three, four, five, six straight cuts on tour. He has a top 25 and one, two, three, three of his past five starts. So I mean, those are against weaker fields by and large, but... Um, that's how I would use kind of, and when I look at the modeling, like someone like Harold Varner is a perfect example this week. Well, he's out really highly in the stats model. I believe he's second, but I know where those stats are coming from. They're coming from six months ago. Uh, we haven't seen him play yet this year. So my gut tells me like, don't put the utmost faith into Harold Varner this week. Now the stats might just be right. And I'm out thinking myself when it comes down to it, but that is being completely transparent that is how i look at it i'm not just taking the top 15 guys in my stat modeling and using them i know guys that do that those guys tend to win i'm not gonna lie to you that's what the awesomos of the world are doing and people can give awesome shit i mean the guy's an excellent player uh across all sports because he sticks to trust the projections that he or his guys run and goes with it but it's not just like he's multi-entering like 150 lineups and winning you know and just overwhelming the field in these high dollar tournaments like i just every week in like because he plays the same like 100 and 200 dollars. i always see him up there and when i say i always see him up there like i scroll to the top I'm like oh holy shit in this single entry awesome up here too guy's a super sharp player and a lot of that has to do with projections so i'd look into that raza i mean kind of helps out with that too uh good golf team Fade Fino, yeah, I'm doing that. Let's see, where else am I back here? Uh, hot Fire, di Hot Fire, Dylan Fratelli this week? I'm going to go back. Will you watch my montage? No. Wiggle character, you can most tolerate. I actually like the Wiggles. I'm in on the Wiggles. They're, the Wiggles are much better than all of the other, like, kid shows that my kids try to watch. It also grabs their attention, so when the Wiggles are on, they'll actually, like, be like, oh, and sit there and watch it. My one son will just dance to it, and the baby just kind of looks. Uh, not, not the case. Like, if Ryan's mystery play date comes on, like, I want to go... Can't say that. That'll get me fired. Can't say that. That'll get me fired. I would like to leave the room. Put it that way. Rory or Rom head-to-head. I'm going with Rory. Why does it take DK so long to give players headshots? What am I, the fucking pro programmer of DraftKings? I don't fucking know. Good God. Oh, we have more questions. Uh, Molinari overpriced? No, I think he's one of the most underpriced people. YouTube needs a Cust Reacts to Things channel. Now, I'm going to put that on my channel so we can get some more subs going. Brooks Thoughts this week, already been over that. I'm really impressed with Haywood. I'm not going to fall onto that one, but you're banned for life. Uh, does Rick run good still join the show? Was Rick on last week? If not last week, it was, it was the week, week before, before. Yeah, I think it was last week. Yeah, he was on very recently. Yeah, he was on either last week or the week before. <laughs> Rick's just a busy guy. Yeah, Rick Rick has just elevated his game so highly. Like He's too good for me now. Uh, but Ben and Rick will always be on for the majors because that's one of the most fun shows that we do all of the time. He was also on the golf show. Rick's on all the time. Uh, you playing your boy, sir? I'm not this week. I'm in a wait-and-see process with Justin, so probably should play him. Is Jeff triggered by Justin Rose because he does, he does own one of those Morgan Stanley's hats? Whew. What do you think of WGC St. Jude in correlation to Tory? If not, then what courses do you correlate here? I already did that one. Don't make Mayo repeat himself. He's beyond that. I agree. And you have to think. 
It's not just people watching this in real time. More people are going to watch this show after it's done and listen to the audio podcast than are watching live right now. So, you know, it gets confusing for them when I keep answering the same question over and over. When are the books going to have each way betting in the U.S.? I don't know. Futures for the Masters. Uh, you can watch the Futures Bet Show up on Mayo Media Network. Harris English Masters winner? Well, maybe. Who knows? Molinari, back to form. Not high-end form, but I think he's getting there. Scott or Palmer? Palmer? See, those are the questions that I want to get to. The either or or. That's how I can really help you out here. Billy Ho, Adam Scott, or Ryan Palmer? If you had one spot left, Ryan Palmer. Best club link course in Toronto? I don't fucking know. Do you know? No clue. A uh, question about uh, Harris. Isn't Harris English too short off the tee to do well at Augusta? He's longer than you think. Okay. He's not like Brendan Todd off the tee. I'm just thinking of like Phil saying that you got to hit bombs. You do have to hit bombs, but you can make up. With, you can always make up for not hitting bombs with good long irons and hot putting. Uh, what's for lunch today, Pat? Um, well, I didn't eat until 11 o'clock this morning, so I probably won't eat again until like 5. So no lunch today. A little late. Any consideration for Jason Day in a betting perspective? I bet him to win, so yes. Bubba or Wolf? Bubba. Higgs or Hoagie? Hoagie. And we're out of questions. There we go. See, good questions to end it off. See, that's what always sucks me back in, Paul, every single week. When people think that the show is ending, they ask me the very simple this or this questions, and we're good to go. We weed out, weed out the week. Weed yeah, out it's, the it's bad the first one questions. of the year. You gotta ban all these. You gotta yeah. ban all the jabronis now, so that they don't come back for the following. Five weeks. weeks from now, there's only gonna be one third of the bands. One third of the bands. Someone's got to reach out to, to TC to get them hooked up with uh, with that with that Chiquita. Uh, English or Scott English, Stadler or Grayson Murray, Grayson Murray. But I don't know why you're playing either of those ones. Just use Ryan Bram. Burns or Gim, head-to-head Burns. Reed or Horschel, Reed is where I would go with on that one. If you want to find out my betting card, know about the weather, know about showdown, and know about ownership, that's all at the very beginning of the show. So you can go check that out by hitting rewind. Hit the like button on the way out or smash it if you prefer. You want to get into a $100 US dollar giveaway. It costs me like $80 million to pay out $100 American. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, something you like about the show. Include your Twitter or email so I know it's you and I can contact you if you're a winner. You do that, we'll be announcing a winner on Monday's show. The same actual giveaway applies for the Dogger Pass UFC podcast. So if you look up the Dogger Pass podcast and do that for the Paul and Cody's Dogger Pass podcast, I, there's also a $100 giveaway, which they will announce on their next show as well. A few more here. List or Wyndham Clark? List. Horschel or Zalatoris? Zalatoris, Lanto or Doc? Neither! That's how we'll end. Become a member of FantasyNational.com right now, slash Mayo at the end, to get yourself 20% Oh, thank you all for watching. Good luck at the farmers. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.